0: hello and welcome to deconstructing podcast a community about men masculinities and love my name is eric harding i'm your host and welcome to our very first episode on this episode we're going to be talking about men we're going to be talking about a few statistics that i have found and we're going to also talk about friendships so i hope that you enjoy it and that you stick around until the very end Let's begin. First of all, why did I begin this podcast? I began it because last year I was able to participate in three men's groups. And in these groups, we discuss things like our thoughts, our failures, our fears, our deepest desires, our wants, our uh, just joy of being alive... We talked about our feelings, emotions, and it was amazing because it was the very first time that I was able to be in a diverse group of men where I didn't feel any judgment. All I felt was a sense of community and a sense of support. So I wanted to begin this project last year in 2022. I didn't have the chance to do it then, and I'm doing it now. So, um, I, I just thank you so much for being here. And like I said, this is going to be a community. This is a space where we are in constant dialogue, where what I say to you here will be Uh, conversation that we continue through other means and I will talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode so let's begin I have been teasing this uh, first episode on social media for this past week last Sunday I actually posted an introduction just talking about uh, in general what we were going to be doing and that video had a lot of feedback from people they were saying thank you for sharing this I had people uh, you know sharing it on their walls commenting which was very gratifying so this is officially like I said our very first for this one, I decided to talk about um, man and solitude men and loneliness basically because I have seen, the effects of not having men, not having a support group around men, and uh, the bad side effects that come with it. So, I'll be looking down a little bit over here because it's actually my notebook. I made some notes. It's actually easier for me to be able to, you know, just gather my train of thoughts and not feel lost when I look down. And This is from uh, the American Survey Center. This is a poll conducted in 2021, so about two years ago now. And in it, it says... In a poll of 2,000 American men, less than half said that they were truly satisfied with the friends that they had, while 15% 15 said that they had no friends at all. So... Once again, in a, in a poll of 2,000 American men, less than half said that they were satisfied with the amount of friends that they had, and 15% of those men said they, that they had no close friends at all, not one, right? And why did this happen? According to the poll, some of the reasons why this phenomenon has been happening, and it's not recent, it's had, it has been going on for decades now. Some of the criteria of the, you know, the factors in creating this disconnection is declining organization involvement. And when we talk about organization here, we're talking about, for example, the fact that millennials, my generation, um, they, don't, they don't go to places like uh, places of worship, like churches, synagogues, mosques, what have you, like the, like the previous generations used to. Also, um, there's a lot less people nowadays with enough time to volunteer. That was an opportunity for you to meet other people, right? When you're doing volunteering work, you also meet like minded people who, you know, might eventually become your friends. And as well as no time for hobbies. If you are part of a um, board game group, If you're a part of a uh, sports league that meets once a week or twice a month, this is also an opportunity for you to meet other people. I actually have a close friend who met his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, in a uh, sports league. So it happens, right? And so the declining organization involvement encompasses all of that, right? Religion, extracurricular activities, hobbies, etc. The other thing that they mentioned, the other factor that might be causing this decline in the number of American men and friends, right, and friendship, is a lower marriage rate. So, once again, millennials are getting married less than previous generations. And when they do get married, they tend to get married at a, you know, higher age. So, I I don't have numbers here in front of me in terms of when people used to get married in American society. But let's imagine that previous generations got married in their low to mid-20s. And when you compare that to millennials who are getting married at the age of 30 or even older, that actually has an effect because when you are in a relationship it doesn't even have to be somebody who's married right when you are in a romantic relationship you are able to share into your partner's world and that includes them introducing you to their friends their acquaintances colleagues right work colleagues uh family members and that diversifies and opens up A whole new possibility of also becoming friends with some of those people and if you are not in a relationship or unmarried that decreases your opportunities of also meeting other people through your significant other Um, because that person is not there right and also one other factor that they mentioned was the declining um, not the declining the changes rather in the workplace when you work at a place for a short amount of time it's harder to create connections if you think of about this relationships in general right whether it be a friendship a romantic relationship it takes time even work relationships take time some of the co-workers might eventually become friends but if you're in a company Or in a work environment where you're only there for three months or six months or even one year compared to people that have been working at that same place for three five or ten years your chances of meeting people and creating bonds at that place will be much less right will be lower so if we continue here it says that in 1990 men in the United States who had an inner circle of at least six friends right so at least six friends that they could actually consider close friends that they were in touch with on a regular basis in 1990 that number was 55 percent and then when they asked the same question in 2021 two years ago that number had fallen to 27% so a decline of more than half right 27% double would be 54 so 55% in 1990 27% in to 2021 and it also says here that single men fared the worst one in five American men who were unmarried Or not in a romantic relationship, report not having any close friends. So if you're single, right, the situation tends to be even worse for men who are single. And um, let's continue here. I I just have a few more statistics that I want to share with you. And after that, I'm going to be talking about what we can do to remedy this situation and stop this downward trend so it says here that Americans with one close friend are not any less lonely or isolated than those without any close friends American men with a couple of confidence are not any better if they had three or fewer close friends so three or fewer close friends more than half of them said that they felt loneliness and isolation at least once in the past seven days so if you are only close to, say, one, two, or three people. And um, that's your entire inner circle of friends. You felt isolation and loneliness at least once in the past seven days. So let's think about this, right? Because this actually uh, hit me. American men are actually craving More connection, they're craving more um, intimacy, and they're not getting it. And even those people, it says here, I'm just gonna finish what it says. They reported, these men reported, being less emotionally connected to the friends that they do have. So, quantity versus quality right the amount of people that you have in your inner circle and the quality of those relationships i'm pretty sure that if these men had at least one close friend that they felt very connected to on an emotional space right on an emotional level that they would be happier they would feel happier right of course that if you had a group of five, six, seven, ten friends that you are emotionally close to, on um, that you share things with, that you are able to be vulnerable and talk about your feelings, talk, talk about your emotions, talk about your relationships—be those romantic relationships, relationships, w- relationships with colleague, uh, colleagues at work—that um, these people would actually feel better and more motivated but the fact that even the relationships that we do have have become i want to say more transactional than they used to be is concerning right so what does it take to maintain relationships as i have mentioned time is a huge factor in maintaining relationships Um, I also feel, and it was actually shown by reports from this very poll that I'm quoting from, that women are better, it says here, women tend to invest more in maintaining their relationships, their friendships, than men do, and it totally makes sense to me, because even anecdotally, just looking at it from the outside, I can see that, women tend to have closer friends they're they tend to have more friends but even the uh, number of friends that they have doesn't impact on the quality of their relationships and men believe that if i talk to my good friend i don't know once a year that that is enough and it's not it's not enough we all know this we know this. We feel it deep in our hearts that it's not enough. So there is a psychotherapist that was quoted in the, in the poll. His name is Robert Garfield. And he says the following. Men tend to stash their friendships away, uh, reaching out at infrequent intervals. Many men say they see or speak to their best friends. Okay, so once again, this is their best friends, all right? every two or three years and pick up where they left where they left off i'm sorry if you're talking to your best friends not just any acquaintance but your best friend only every two or or three years and picking up where you left off what happened in the interim what happened during those 24 to 36 months It's just not enough. It's not enough. You need to be consistent. You have, uh, there's a need for consistency for us to be, uh, to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel understood, to feel appreciated. And if you're only getting that every 24 to 36 months, life doesn't happen, life doesn't stop rather, and waits for you to pick it up two or three years later life is happening every day in every moment right and to not be able to i don't know maybe talk to your best friends even twice a month or once a week ideally i guess um how much of of an impact would that really have so i have uh been thinking about my own situation my best friend uh, I've known him since 1999 so it's been I'm terrible at math but 24 years I believe and um, it's like I said the fact that we have all this time together that we have known each other that we have shared things including marriages uh, my friend is now going to be a father in the upcoming months um, And I just feel like just now, 24 years later, we're actually talking about the things that matter. Not that we didn't talk about it before. We might have mentioned it every now and again. And I never felt, though, that we went deeper than the surface level, right? It was always very superficial, very shallow. And... When I think about my relationship with my friend now, it's much more horizontal. I feel like where I am is the place where he m- maybe may not be at at all times, but now he's able to rise up to that level and to be like, okay, this is the the threshold that we are at in our friendship, right, in our ongoing relationship, because it is a relationship, and um, I just uh, feel like being able to participate in the men's groups last year, the three of them, I did two in the first semester and one uh, in the second semester, or actually uh, the opposite, two in the um, second semester and one in the first semester, and I'm currently in one as well right now, It just helped me so much because uh, the men there were so vulnerable, so willing to share, to heal, to talk about what they're actually experiencing right now in their lives, uh, in their relationships, be it at work, be it with their significant others, be it with family members. And um, it was so honest very raw and uh, seeing men cry is for me it's like the biggest sign of strength and it's the opposite of what I was actually raised to believe in because when I showed emotion as a child or a teenager it was always frowned upon and it was always uh, there was always a voice in my head that said If you need to cry, you will cry when you are all alone in your room so that nobody can see or hear you. And I don't know about you, right? As a millennial speaking, someone who grew up in the 90s and was a teenager in the 2000s, that's not healthy because we are human beings. We are capable of having every emotion and to deny ourselves the part of ourselves that cries that feels that um, i don't know that is disappointed that faces obstacles that has fears that um, thinks about things in a way that perhaps um our everyday conversation doesn't allow us to speak of that part of ourself needs to be expressed and when we don't it's just repression it's just trying to kill a part of yourself that is natural that is um that is who you are right how can you be only how can it be full when you're only experiencing 50% of your capability, 50% of your capacity as a human, right? And um, all that is to say that um, there are ways that we can begin to develop emotionally, to connect with each other emotionally, to relate to each other on a deeper level. And it's very easy, very easy. It starts with community. When you have community, when you have a group of men that are interested in talking about other things, about relating to one another on a deeper level, rather than just speaking of the latest sports games or talking about women in a way that objectifies them instead of talking about relationships, right? Because if you are a heterosexual man and you're talking about your experience with a woman and um, in terms of what can you do to become a better man in that relationship, that's quite different than talking about women in a way that only sees them as an object to satisfy your physical urges. urges. And, um, excuse me, and... um, Yeah, so here's what I'm proposing, right? So because there's so many rigid gender norms that still exist in the world today, think about it. Uh, As I said, I grew up in the 90s and my mother, right, um, and her generation, they grew up with their parents and the gender norms were very much present. So the way that they saw how life went for my grandparents was what was used in my, you know, in my developmental years, right? When she was raising me. And uh, whether conscious or unconscious, she repeated a lot of the patterns and a lot of the um, gender roles that were expected of boys. In this case right so socialized in a way where I just mentioned I was not able to express my emotions even if it wasn't spoken it was understood that it was not acceptable and that's the difference right we have to pay attention to that they don't even have to say it but you feel it it's there it's present and uh, I know a lot of us know Or have experienced when we got a look from our mother or our father just the look told us everything we needed to know right this is not acceptable this is not okay you are not about to do X Y or Z so it's uh, this is what I'm talking about when I speak of these things all the unspoken agreements I was just looking over here once again on my notes Um, I I wrote compared to women men feel less comfortable sharing their feelings being vulnerable or seeking emotional support from their friends hello if you are a man watching me right now you know about this this is nothing new right I- i'm not re- <laughs> i'm not reading something in a foreign language to you that you have never heard of you have experienced this even if it wasn't put into words for you that that's the reality right gender norms the way that that we are socialized the ways in which we are socialized the ways in which we are raised and the constant reaffirming from culture from society from the media hello video games um movies tv shows everything around us is built in a way to reinforce gender norms right why is the color pink associated with girls and the color blue associated with boys originally it wasn't even like that but eventually they flipped and nowadays it's almost instantaneous right when you think of one and you think of the other you already associate them pink for for girls blue for boys and so okay why are men less able to develop and maintain close relationships gender norms right which are ingrained make the task of building and sustaining healthy friendships more difficult so men men beautiful men intelligent kind men I want you to think about this. I want you to really start to do some self-reflection. I began doing therapy in 2013. We are now in 2023, so I've been doing it for about 10 years on um, on an ongoing basis, and it has helped me so much. Right, growing up as a queer kid, it was always I always felt like a fish out of water. I felt like uh, I had easier connections with girls rather than boys one because of the way we are socialized and two because um, I was able to be more vulnerable with girls rather than boys right when I was doing judo for example in the 90s I began when I was five years old I felt like I had to show strength, that I had to show my competitive side, and uh, I just wasn't about that. (laughs) It wasn't a reality for me. It just wasn't. I was more about, once again, community. I was more about helping each other. I was more about, what if we are all strong in our own ways? What if we are all... um, I don't know, uh, intelligent, what if we're all capable in our own ways instead of like having to have the highest grade, having to be the best athlete at school in all sports. I was always more focused on what we can do together and what we can accomplish together as a group, as a community. So I am starting a telegram group. I would love for you to be able to join and here's what I want to do with the telegram group right so every week there will be every Sunday there will be a new episode of the deconstructing podcast it'll be available in video format and wherever you listen to podcasts so you can choose how you're going to access it and, and view it or listen to it and I want us to continue this conversation there. I want us to be in a safe environment where we are able to talk about what is happening in our lives and relate to the topic that I just spoke of during the episode. So the link will be in the description. And to the beautiful, intelligent, kind women watching this, It's for men only i know that a lot of you would like to join i just want this space to be a safe space for men to be able to be themselves and if i allow women to join then it kind of defeats the purpose but i i love you and i thank you for being here and please if you're watching it or listening to it send this to the men in your life okay i will be very grateful so the link like i said will be in the description so you can just click there and join the telegram group and that's it i mean before i go if you would like to if you're not ready to join the men's group it's free okay but if you're not ready to join the men's group the telegram group that we have yet that is totally fine you can support my work you can support what i do here by joining my patreon if you join the patreon you'll be able to receive the episodes one week in advance so if you're watching episode one now when you sign up for my patreon Once episode one is released, episode two will also be available there for you to watch, okay? And for everybody else, they'll have to wait one more week to watch episode two for free. Um, And um, yeah, that's it. I thank you all very much for being here. If you made it this far, once again, I appreciate it. And please remember to like share and subscribe, it's very important. This is brand new, I'm just starting this, and um, I don't know if you know, but when you're beginning something, it's very important that people actually come together and create that movement and help you get, you know, the project out there so it reaches more people. Please share, please like, please subscribe, If you're listening to the podcast version, please give me a five-star rating and it really helps for other people to get to know my content and um, the more people, the merrier, right? Once again, I will be back next week. I will continue this conversation on episode two. We will talk about ways that we can actually make this situation of man being alone Not having friends how we can make this situation better what are some ways that we can actually improve and be able to connect and relate to people more because I want this for you because I know how it feels to be without any friend I have been in all of those brackets that I mentioned about I have been the the person with only one close friend with only three close friends and then six To the point where I am nowadays and I have, you know, more than a dozen close connections with other people. And I craved connection all my life. And I know that as that song from a very famous pop singer said, my loneliness is killing me. It's literally killing men. It's making them sicker. It's making them feel like they are less than that they are unworthy and i want us to begin the healing process and to get out of that so in any case thank you so much for being here you can join the telegram group once again if you don't want to join you can support my work on patreon and even if you're not able to support my work on patreon You can also just like, share and subscribe or give me a five-star rating if you're listening to this in the podcast format. Thank you all so much and I will see you next week. Bye for now.